creating this trusted framework and uh, have people coming on it and business happens at the speed of trust opportunities for all of us to build this thing together some people can create the software some people can provide the marketing you need to be diligent to make sure that we're not putting fake nfts out and losing the values of trust right this is how uh, internet should have been Sunil Cherian a blockchain uh, and supply chain leader was really interesting for me because he explained in a lot of detail how supply chain management can impact uh, the S&P you know stocks a country's economy how prices get inflated if the supply chain gets uh, impacted i thought that was a very good uh, way of understanding how important blockchain or decentralized technologies are for uh, web 3 and for reconstructing this whole society through the pandemic we saw a lot of pitfalls on you know how uh, items were not getting delivered groceries were not getting delivered because of um, the mask restrictions because of people not being able to physically come to work so having a transparent supply chain is like being the backbone of the country and in the podcast sunil chandian really explains it very well web3 is going to be a massive massive landscape for transformation and so many startup ideas are going to come from there and sunil gets into uh, in depth analysis of this i think all you youth entrepreneurs who want to think about doing a startup in blockchain or cryptocurrency should listen to this podcast very carefully you will get lots of insights lots of ideas and most importantly the why why is web3 or cryptocurrency or blockchain so important why decentralized technologies are going to create a better future so sunil explains that very well please watch it till the end and um, you know without further ado let's get started Hello and welcome to another episode of Pitch Cafe podcast. This is a place where talent meets coffee. It is a place where several accomplished people get roasted, boosted or toasted. Today our accomplished guest is probably going to be boosted because he has passed the phase of being roasted and toasted. He is rolled out a successful startup in blockchain and hey look I'm holding his book Blockchain Impact with me. He among with several blockchain and crypto leaders have come up with this amazing collection of technical publications. I have gone through this book and you can also get your copy but hey first why should you get this book and what is in what is in this podcast for you today? Today our blockchain leader is not only an expert in supply chain management crypto blockchain this whole new technology but he is also very excited about philanthropic initiatives in education he has been in silicon valley for a long time he understands this landscape very well but he has many cross border collaborations so without further ado let me bring on mr sunil cherian Uh, a very good friend but most importantly here for this podcast he is a serial entrepreneur angel investor and a blockchain technology leader 
when he said this one statement i thought he must come on the podcast he told me that a nation's s&p index the stock exchange gets affected by supply chain management our currency gets inflated because there is a problem in supply chain and that is why supply chain requires new kinds of entrepreneurs i was totally blown away these are two worlds which usually don't meet and hey this person here can explain everything about it i said sunil please come on the podcast so without further ado let's welcome mr sunil charyan thank you vida for such an amazing introduction that is so fantastic i am really really appreciative of the opportunity to be on the podcast and i got my coffee with me here <laughs> thank you thank you so much so this is pitch cafe all of you guys please go get your coffee but uh, just as an icebreaker here for all our coffee seekers sunil how can you explain your amazing journey as a serial entrepreneur philanthropist angel investor here in silicon valley how can you explain this into top 3 takeaways for youth entrepreneurs there are lots of youth entrepreneurs watching this show what is your top 3 takeaways from your journey in entrepreneurship so uh, in many ways uh, i might say i was lucky and in some ways might also say i was seeking right mm-hmm. so when i was doing my undergrad in engineering in india it wasn't fashionable at least in our college to actually go to uh, us right and uh, nobody knew how to do that so i actually would go meet my friends who were studying in iit get some of their gre preparation material some of their uh, other agre material etc and kind of learn from them and uh, i took uh, gre three times mm. first time it got cancelled second time it got cancelled and i uh, had a good toefl score uh, and had a decent agre score and then uh, i could at least articulate my passion and value and why i want to do this and uh, college was willing to bring me on uh, with a scholarship that they thought i would go for phd so i came in with uh, just a few months of work experience in india uh then i came to us i've been here almost 30 years and been in silicon valley since 92 and this ecosystem here has actually helped me quite a bit right i have grown uh, quite a bit uh, with the network the connections the mentors so i learned a lot from working with people going through ups and downs some startups that are done extremely well uh, some businesses that haven't done well so you kind of learn along the way and Uh, this is not coded anywhere this isn't really sitting in books or nobody is teaching in schools nobody teaches uh, financial systems to people so yeah. uh, along the way uh, you want to be able to share because a lot of people shared and that's why we are able to get to wherever we are able to get to so how do we transfer that knowledge to other people so this is amazing this is like your, this was like a third uh, full on serious startup yes. venture like you yes. took the plunge the third time yeah. so what what kind of mindset are you in usually what kind of advice do you have for the youth who are very scared of getting into the startup world you know making the plunge you did it three times and you got it almost right every time so what what is your takeaway what is not, not necessarily i mean you you uh, take the plunge sometimes you uh, lose sometimes you win i had actually uh, co-authored a book with uh, sima giri before and, uh, and in that i talked about uh, failures right 
Yeah. Failures are actually lessons, right? That you needed to learn, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but if you don't take a step forward, you'll never learn, right? Yeah. So in my mind, failure is when you are on the ground, you're out for the count and you don't step up. You, mm -hmm. you don't get up, right? So uh, as long as you're able to get back up and start thinking again, start doing something, you will yeah. always have a second opportunity. Definitely. Uh, so that's a great uh, advice, Sunil. Uh, I think uh, it's relevant for all times for all ventures. So yeah, so coming back to your exciting journey in blockchain now, tell us more uh, about that. Uh, you really got me thinking when you discussed how uh, supply chain management is like a really hot vertical and you're now talking about blockchain applied to supply chain. So tell me why you picked supply chain, how it's affecting the S&P, you know, that whole discussion uh, can we like, you know, start. So, uh, part of uh, what got us down this path is when we started looking for, uh, so in my uh, early days of mathematics and computer science, et cetera, you always go back to first principles, zero plus one equals one, one plus one equals two, therefore two plus one equals three and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. In when we started looking at where blockchain would make sense as an application, because uh, the thesis was we'll build a middleware layer, we'll make it as easy to use as a database, we'll have Rust APIs that people can use, any application you can use in two or three hours, any programmer can actually use our APIs and use blockchain. Now, where should you apply your time and effort in building applications, right? Right. Blockchain is a good technology for places where there is lack of trust, mm. lack of transparency, where there is friction. For example, uh, outside of finance, supply chain was the next biggest possible market to go after, right? We didn't want to go after finance because there's too many big, big money companies going after it. We didn't want to stack with that, okay? That is one reason. So you're technically in the Web3 space. We are an enabler for the Web3 space. Enabler for the Web3. So that is also very hot vertical. Yes. Uh, so supply chain is a hot vertical in itself. Blockchain itself is also another hot vertical. Now you're enabler for Web3. They're not verticals per se. They are uh, um, uh, enabling technologies. Right? Technologies, correct. Sorry about that. Supply yeah. chain, of course, is a vertical, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, we can take that as a vertical. So fantastic. You know, in this book on blockchain uh, impact, uh, which you have, uh, you are one of the authors, uh, your uh, chapter is called Reimagining Supply Chain Management with Blockchain. I think you pretty much explained that very well. Now, there are lots of other things this book covers on how to build a great uh, blockchain ecosystem. And uh, there is also a, a conversation about tokenizing digital assets. Yes. This book itself is a block in a blockchain. It's an amazing thing. This is also an asset. Now, if you think about those things, what is your advice to youth entrepreneurs who want to start a startup in blockchain? What are all the pros and cons of being a blockchain or a crypto entrepreneur? Um, I mean, or, or and an or crypto entrepreneur, what are some of those? Right. So um, we, we started on the supply chain. Uh, mm -hmm. We didn't go after the money like other people did. Right? And crypto, the reason right? is when you start breaking it down to first principles, uh, digital transformation has been a big wave in the recent past. Right, People are right. trying to go digital and right. we can see the benefits of digital. But when you look at the internet technologies that we have today, mm -hmm. once you go digital, somebody can make a copy of that digital yeah. asset and then the copy can be copied and modified, right? You have no way to know which is original, which is fraud, right? Yes, absolutely, yeah. 
So uh, I was lucky enough to meet uh, W. Scott Stornet, the inventor of blockchain, who was actually going to write the uh, forward for that book, but he oh, fell sick due to COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, in 1991, um, uh, Scott and Stuart Haber, when working for Belcor, mm -hmm. came up with this idea that how, how do we make a timestamp immutable? Timestamp is the clock on a computer that you can change. Because you can change it, I can take a document that you created, make my changes to it, put an earlier timestamp and say, I created it before you did. So they tried to uh, solve that problem. And they said, oh, let's have copies of document multiple places, the timestamp. Right? Let's create, do a cryptographic hash to make sure that nobody can change this. Right? So if I have a copy and you have a copy and a few other people have copies, and now it is all cryptographically hashed, it is a little bit more secure. Satoshi Nakamoto came along in 2008 yeah. and took that idea and added an incendiary mechanism for people to keep the network running, more people who are the copies available, mm -hmm. then uh, the more secure that network is because he was trying to solve a double spend problem for money, which is if I send you a dollar, I shouldn't send the dollar to somebody else. But they were trying to solve was this in the after of the 2008 crisis. They, yeah. they were trying to solve for the case where central banks don't create another trillion dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. the key here is, if blockchain as a technology can be used to secure money, and nobody has hacked that idea yet, right? Yeah. And today we can see that blockchain has been used to secure your physical assets like art, NFTs yeah. have taken off, right? Yeah. What else can you secure in enterprises and when you do business to business? We right. deal with invoices, we deal with uh, purchase orders, we deal with various kinds of transactional information, right? Mm. If I can secure that, then I can actually start uh, tokenizing the value associated with it. So mm -hmm. 10 of us could uh, buy a share of an apartment complex, for example, mm. right? But yeah. if I go in and buy it, right now one person will control that and I can't sell it because mm. there's no market for it. But if somebody could come in and create a, a trustable, visible to people, transparent uh, framework, say, hey, you know what? Tenth of a share is worth so much. Oh no, I can subdivide into hundredth of a share is so much and you can create a marketplace. There are so many applications that can be created based on this underlying infrastructure of uh, creating trust. Right, so this is a whole new economy. A yes, whole absolutely a whole new economy. This is how uh, internet should have been. It Exactly. This is how internet should have been. It's a mess right now. If you it look is at a the... Mess. It is a mess because what happened was, uh, and uh, I was uh, listening to this webinar earlier today, uh, and uh, this gentleman as a VC, he was articulating this very well. Right? When you are talking to um, Google, you're searching, right? you type in the first character, then it starts giving you expansions. Right? When yeah. you type in the second character, it starts giving expansions. You think you are on the World Wide Web. They have indexed maybe 4%, maybe... 0.4%, I'm just quoting his words, right? Of the entire World Wide Web. And you are a non-playing character mm. who has no influence on in what Google does. It's a, a for-profit company under the alphabet banner mm. that is taking your intent and selling it to advertisers. They're real customers of the advertisers. Yeah. So this whole web internet technology has been served by these big companies like Google, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, uh, the Fangs. And so this is where our S&P 500 conversation came from. 
If you look at last year and say, wow, this S&P 500 stock market did fantastic. Go through which companies did fantastic, right? Right. Facebook, Apple, uh, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Tesla, Microsoft. You take the top eight or 10 companies, they account for bulk of the growth of the S&P 500. Mm. So you and I think that uh, the stock market is doing great because S&P is doing great. But go look at the main street. Look at how many restaurants closed. Look at how many small businesses got affected. Exactly. If those people are struggling, why do we think this is uh, doing well just because we're looking at an index like this? Fantastic. Fantastic. So for entrepreneurs, there are so many problems that you can see mm-hmm. that uh, today uh, you don't have trust, you don't have transparency, and this technology can be used to achieve that. And if you can provide a solution for that, there are so many different ways of monetizing that you didn't have access to before, yeah. uh, whether you call it coins or tokens or shares or this, uh, uh, DAOs, there's different ways to do things that are far more efficient. And the uh, other example that uh, this VC uh, showed, yeah, uh, some of the newer organizations mm-hmm. with 10 to 20 people are transacting more volume and creating more value than 100-year-old companies with 200,000 people. Correct. Exactly. So that means when you start uh, creating this trusted framework and uh, have people coming on it, and business happens at the speed of trust, mm-hmm. my favorite quote. So if you can, uh, if I have trust, uh, let's say I trust my parents, uh, I will listen automatically, right? If I don't have trust, then I ask all these questions, checks and balances, so sticks down, right? So yeah. when you have a trusted framework and you can trust in the math and people can look at it and look at the software and say, this is solid, then all the rest of the stuff will come. It'll be built on top of it because you can offer value. It'll be a whole lot cheaper because if you only need 20 people instead of 200,000 people, you're going to be a whole lot more productive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is also going to be one of my favorite quotes. Business is going to happen at the speed of trust. How can we build that trust? Exactly. Be it by technology or leadership or culture or competition, whatever it is. It's a combination. Yeah. It's, it's a, a combination com- of technology with the processes that go. I mean, today we have trust technologies like uh, USDA does certification. Right. That's a form of trust. Companies right. have brands. Brands happen. It's a form of trust because you execute the same thing over and over again consistently. So that's a brand, right? That technology, if you can start codifying some of that into uh, software, it is yeah. far more efficient than if you had to have a person who may do some things today one way and tomorrow it does something else or an organization that does something and changes their mind tomorrow. Right, right. So uh, this is amazing. Something which all uh, companies should make it as their core value. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, in, in fact, in, uh, we were uh, recognized by Gartner last year uh, in two out of three blockbuster trends for blockchain. So one of those trends was truth and supply chain. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Such a beautiful vision of the upcoming future. And uh, you, uh, we are also fortunate to talk to somebody who's laying the brick, the groundwork, the foundation of this amazing futuristic uh, infrastructure, which is going to happen. No doubt about it. It's already happening. So Sunil, thank you so much for your valuable hour where you elucidated every bit fundamental about blockchain and the decentralized internet and the infrastructure enabling it. 
uh, to all of us. Uh, truly thankful uh, for your time and uh, definitely would love to have you back. Um, uh, any last thoughts before we part uh, uh, ways with the podcast? Uh, thank you, Vida. Really appreciate having the opportunity to come and talk here. And this was a, a fantastic interview and the opportunities for all of us to build this thing together. Some people can create the software, some people can provide the marketing, some people, fundamentally what we're doing is we're creating a better world that is on a foundation of trust. And we need to be diligent to make sure that we're not putting fake NFTs out and losing the values of trust, right? We wanna yeah. make sure what we're putting out is trustworthy. So uh, to that note, to Sunil's amazing vision about creating a trust-friendly world here, we uh, like to wrap up this podcast uh, uh, with Sunil and uh, to a much better and trustworthy world. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.